Welcome to Shot Callers. I'm your host, Dennis Postma, and today we have a very special guest, Chelsea Clark. Chelsea, welcome to the show. Hey, Dennis. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I'm excited to have you. Looking at all the content. So just to go over what Chelsea has a little bit of a background, she's a content monetization strategist, a website investor, and the founder of Her Paper Root. So very nice to have you, Chelsea. I'm excited. So thank you. Happy to be here. First of all, let's talk about this a little bit. You were just in the book, Phenomenal Feminine Entrepreneurs, and uh, I loved your story in that. Tell me, what was it like to be in the book and be interviewed by Edwina? It was awesome. Edwina is fabulous, as you know. She's fantastic. Uh, we had our interview while I was sort of semi-traveling. I was at a hotel, so I was like, oh, I hope that the Wi-Fi stays, you know? So when we were doing our summit recording for the book, like promotions for the book, but it went really well. She's just lovely. And um, yeah, it's, it's really cool to get to be a part of it alongside all of those wild women. It's very cool. Yeah, it's a, bit, a lot of interesting people for sure. Really good uh, content. And I always hate it when you're on the Wi-Fi and you never know whether or not that's going to work. And you're just like, oh, well, I can do it then. But you never you just never know. So um, <laughs> so just kind of going into some of the your story a little bit. Um, you speak very passionately about entrepreneurship and versus being an entrepreneur or, or being an employee. So can you tell me a little bit about that and where that passion came from? Definitely. So I, well, ever since I was little, I mean, I think my first job was selling pop on the beach. Like I always wanted to just be able to make an income somehow. And as soon as I was 12 years old, I had babysitting jobs. I mean, I went right into working in a restaurant as soon as I was old enough to, I think I was like 13 when I was able to get a restaurant job, which seems crazy, but um, I always was just working, working, working. And the thing was, no matter what day job I had, I always had some sort of side hustle and that was really what was more fun when I was able to be in control of my income. And as I got a little bit older and I went through university, I was like, Hey, like I could probably actually turn my side hustles into a business. And the thing that I love most was content creation and blogging and working on websites. And I hadn't thought about that as a business for the longest time. I just did it as a hobby. And I was really just, I was working in marketing, as had an office job. And although I loved the work and I loved the people that I worked with, I hated working on someone else's terms. I hated even just the small commute I had to do. I wanted to stay home and focus on my business because I realized every moment you only get a little bit of time and every moment was being spent working for someone else and making someone else rich. I could be putting that money into my own business and helping my own family to grow and prosper. So that was really, it was a, a long time coming, even though I always had something on the side when I finally decided no way, like I'm just going to leave the job force and make it work and not give myself a fallback plan. Then everything fell into place. And uh, yeah, I just highly recommend it. If anyone is interested in starting their own business to really just believe in what you can do and make it happen. Yeah. Was there any big, so having a side hustle, I mean, you get a little bit of a taste. Do you think that was a hindrance or did that help you just make the jump when it came to that? 
I think it was great experience. So all the way through university, I was having, I was running drop shipping businesses. I was offering drop servicing. That's where I just set up a website to sell a service. People would buy the service and then I would just go hire someone on Fiverr for $5 to do it. And then you just keep the the profit. So I always had something, but I wasn't focusing on it full time. So that's why I call it a side hustle, but it was great um, experience. It was just great to get to know like the ropes of building sites and dealing with, you know, shipping and things like that. It was just so much that you really get on the ground running. And then preparing that with my marketing experience from my day job, when it all came together, I think that it definitely wasn't a hindrance. It was just great experience. It helped me when I was ready to actually take the plunge. I was much in a much better place having had that experience. I love the way you talk about it. I've never seen so much passion involved in somebody. You can just see it when you speak through the, the words <laughs> on the paper. It's just like, it's awesome. I always say entrepreneurship's great for me because I have a problem with authority. So um. yeah, that's another great one. Yes. I didn't like answering to anybody. I, I didn't like having to ask to go like have a day off to go to the doctor, right? Like when you're your own boss, you decide what your day is going to look like and you don't have to ask for anyone's permission. So that was huge. Yeah, I, I just I just interviewed somebody. So I have a financial planning business as well. And I just they're and they're technically self-employed. And she was just like, well, you know, like I don't understand like how many vacation days do I get? I said, Hey, how many do you want? I mean, it's up to you. You yeah, you're on that influx of business. It's it's as much or as little as you want. You you can go all day or or you can take a couple of weeks off, whatever you want to do. And she just couldn't believe, like, she's like, wait a minute. I said, but just know the flip side of that. Nobody pays you, you know, you're on your own coin then, you know, nobody pays you to sit at home. So, you know, or not work, I should say, because I'm yeah. from home, nobody pays you to do that. And so it's just a, an amazing um, thing, entrepreneurship. So um, I love it as well. So <laughs> talk to me a little bit about the importance of setting an example for your son to be a leader and an entrepreneur. Sure. Yeah. Well, I grew up in a single parent home and I really just looked up to my mom. She just hustled so hard. And this was before the internet, right? So you couldn't just make money online on your blog in the eighties. So that's when I was growing up. And I just was really inspired by her. Just, you know, she worked so hard, but I also was like, man, like she was so not in control of her income. And we always just got by, we really scraped by. And that was just a big inspiration for me to not have to depend on just an employer. And then now as I have my own child, I just want him to know that anything that he wants to do, there's a way to do it. Like you want to, you want to be a YouTube star. Okay. Like here's a strategy for how we can actually grow a YouTube channel. Like just knowing that any sort of dream that you might have really can be done. So that's just something that I wanted to, to pass on to him. And he, you know, he's into all these different creative things now. And it's just really cool to see what he might be able to turn into a business if that's what he wants to do. And just knowing that like we can support him to do it. There's always ways to make it happen. And having such a good influence and a role model at such a young age for that, that's, that's a pretty awesome experience to be involved in, I'm sure. Um, So just, uh, I, I love the way you talk about goals because goal setting is a big thing that I focus on with people. And you sound, you, you talk about fundamentally how it's not rocket science, essentially. And tell me a little bit about your process for writing goals and what, what you do. I like to look at my year in quarterly 
blocks. I don't like to think too far ahead. Like I'll have an idea of what I want to be doing by next year, but I'm really just working backwards to just make the steps happen each quarter to get there. So I don't like to take like too big of a picture because I know that when you're getting started with things and you're starting to plan goals, especially if you're starting a business, it there's a lot to learn. There's a lot to do. And if you're kind of looking at the whole picture, it can feel really overwhelming. And I know a lot of people, they get stuck and they end up just, you know, they're spitting their wheels and they're not getting anything done because they feel like it's too much. So really that's, I still apply that now. I'm just looking at what my goals are for this quarter. I'm very simple. I just, you know, pen and paper, write it out or have an online spreadsheet. I don't really use any apps for tax tax management. I just kind of see what's on my list and I just go cross it off each day. And one really handy little trick that I do is I use Google forms and I have just a couple questions that I answer myself each day. It's just, I call it an effort tracker and it's just like, what did I do? So I have a little checklist of things. If I did it, that gets checked off. What went well today? I'll fill it out one sentence. What didn't work well or something I want to work on hit submit. And then my own, no one has to see that. It's just for me, I'm keeping record of what I'm doing and I can look back at it and just see if I'm on track to reach my bigger goals. And that's just really, that's my process. It's really simple and it doesn't cost anything either, <laughs> which is I, nice. I love it because it's, everybody always thinks like it's some big, crazy thing to like get your goals all set up. And, and it's really, it's just about, you know, the old Jim Rome process of just doing a little things right every single day. And getting those fundamentals and just if you work at it every day which is exactly what you explained you know having you know you're keeping yourself accountable so that's that's perfect um now tell me a little bit about um and i love how you reverse engineer it too because i'm big into that that's always been my success is starting here and then going backwards of okay how do i get that done and, and doing it on a quarterly or even weekly basis so Tell me a little bit about website investing as far as what does that mean exactly being a website investor and how did you get involved in that? Yeah, so it's my favorite thing ever. So website investing is when you buy websites, you work on them for a little bit and then you flip them, you resell them for more than you paid. And this is what I do. Um, I was working in marketing at a business brokerage before that was like the job that I quit when I went full on on my own business. And I was really inspired by the business brokers there, but they were really focused on selling brick and mortar businesses. No one was really thinking about the online space, digital products, ad revenue, online businesses, blogs, e-commerce sites, things like that. And that's where my experience was in, was running online businesses. So I went through the IBBA, which is International Business Brokers Association, and I started brokering websites for people. And I flipped my own sites and I'd help other people learn how to grow, scale, and sell their own websites. And I launched a marketplace called blogsforsale.co. And that's where you can go and you can actually buy an online business, a blog, or you can put yours up for sale and sell it to someone else. And we have tons of investors and buyers and people who are just always coming through the site to see what we have in the marketplace there. And really, if anyone's interested in getting started in website investing, it's cool because there's something for every budget. I like to call it as um, uh, an option for micro investing. You don't have to put a ton of money up to buy a huge established site. If you don't want to, you can make a small investment of like a thousand dollars and just buy a starter site that is under monetized, but still has great content. And then you can just add your 
touch to it and grow the traffic, get that revenue up and then resell it. And it's just a really nice way to get into um, investing where you have more control. So unlike stocks where you put your money in and you just hope for the best, but you don't really have any control of it. With website investing, you are in control of your investment and you are in control of your ROI, the return that you're going to get from that investment because you are the one or you or your team, you're the one who is working on the site, making the content better, recommending products, growing the traffic, earning from digital products, earning from ad revenue, all of these things that you can do. Um, And then you decide when you want to sell it. So that's why I love website investing. I love the control of it. I love the creative side of it. And it doesn't have to be too technical. If you like writing and you like um, recommending products, I mean, it's, it's not hard. It's actually a lot of fun. Um, but of course you do have to put effort in because you, sure. you know, you want it to be, uh, you want it to be good. You want people to want to buy it. You want the asset to be attractive to buyers when you're ready to sell it. So you definitely want to put effort in, but it's something that if you enjoy it, it really will not feel like work. How does it, do you just like come up with a creative idea and just start like researching it? Is that how that, how do you go about that doing that? Or is it just, is it something like that or? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's a great way to get started. Pick something that you are interested in and any niche can be made profitable, but really I always say whatever niche you want to work in, it should be something that you feel connected to either you have experience in, or you're willing to research and learn more about it. And you yourself can make it profitable based on your experience and how engaged you are with the actual content. Um, Cause I mean, there's, there's certain niches that I think will always be technically profitable, like health, wealth, and relationships, but there's, anything like you can do any sort of niche that you're interested in and monetize it with products that you're interested in because really there's an audience for everything so you can start a site from scratch you can just start doing keyword research and seeing what people are talking about online and then creating content um, and recommending products that serve that audience or you can buy like I said you can buy a site that's already started or established and then you can just build on it and the reason that people do that is because an established site already has traffic it already has products, revenue, an audience, social followers, all that stuff. So you're not starting from scratch. And do you do what, what is your marketplace again? I'm sorry. So for for our viewers, it's called blogsforsale.co. Okay. I will definitely recommend that to some people. And do you also coach people through this process as far as that goes? I do. Yes. I have a coaching program. Um, It's a group coaching program where we meet every weekend and we strategize and talk about blog flipping and website investing and how you can grow and scale your, your website. Okay. Do you also, now do you help people buy and sell their businesses brick and mortar style or just digitally? I just focus on digital businesses. Yes. That's so awesome. I've never, I've never really actually talked to anybody who's actually told, told me about actually doing it digitally. I've seen, you know, business brokers and things like that, but that's really, that's just a cool way of doing it. So um, I'm going to have to check that out. So <clears throat> talk to me a little bit about, obviously, you know what you're doing with digital products and how to monetize those. How do you suggest for somebody who's brand new getting into the digital world and creating a product? Because I just read a blog about this yesterday. What would be the first steps that they would want to take? So the first step, if you want to create a product, I would say start with a digital product. 
because you can use a digital product like an ebook or an online course. You can use that as a lead magnet to grow your list. And you can always create products that you, you sell, but building up your email list is so important. So I would say have a website for sure. Um, start collecting emails by offering some sort of free lead magnet, which is just any sort of thing that you're giving someone in exchange for their email, of course. And you are just building up your list and you're building up your communities. You're sending a weekly email out to let people know what you have going on. And over time, that's just going to grow. And you're going to have these people who are going to become your super fans. And when you have the bigger products to offer, like a full online course, you'll have an audience already who's ready to buy from you. So that would be what I would recommend to start with. But the actual creation of digital products is actually quite easy. It's super accessible. You can use free tools like Canva to just go and create um, an ebook, a PDF, a template, a workbook, something like that. And then you can just offer that um, as, a, as a freebie that people can, can get to get on your email list. And then there's tons of course creation tools if that's the route you wanna go. But I feel like starting with like templates, ebooks and workbooks is a great way if you're just a newbie and just getting started, it's a good way to test the waters. And I know that most of the people who have been in this business for a long time, they're not so worried about, and I'd love to hear your advice on this. They're not as worried about, not that Instagram and Facebook and all of those different social media things aren't important, but email lists are really the key to long-term success and longevity in this business from what I found as far as people I've talked to. Would you agree with that? Or do you have any advice on that? I do agree. Your email list is one of the most important assets in your business. And it's the only one that you really own because we don't own our social media. Um, people who are following us on Instagram, Instagram could just cut you out of your account at any time. And then you lose all of those people. Um, but when you have your email list, that is yours. That is your community. Those are your people and no one can shut you out for, for having your list. But of course, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook pages, this is all great. These are all important assets in your business as well. But I would definitely prioritize your email above social. Um, just, you know, it's it's that, like you say, you've got that longevity. And especially when it comes time to sell your business, when you have an email list that you've been building up over the years and there are people who are your fans, people who are your customers, that is such a valuable asset when you go to sell your business that buyers are just gonna, you know, they're gonna love that. Yeah. And how would you suggest, do you suggest just getting a lead magnet as far as getting an ebook or giving out something as far as that goes? Do you usually send out copy or do you just have what kind of, how, what's the best approach that you've seen? Uh, sorry, could you explain what you mean by that a bit better? Well, I mean, where do you advertise? Do you do a Facebook ad or how do you get that first initial email? What's the best way to do that? Got you. Got you. Okay. Great question. So depending on your budget, if you are a startup and you're just getting started and you don't have a budget yet, you don't have to spend on advertising. There are free ways to generate traffic to your sales pages, to your opt-in pages. One of the best ones being Pinterest. Pinterest is a huge search engine and there are millions and millions of people who use Pinterest every day for so many different niches. I know a lot of times we hear Pinterest and we think of like 
design or cooking or, you know, like DIY stuff, but there is something for everyone on Pinterest, um, depending on any type of niche that you are in. And I highly recommend utilizing it as a traffic source. And Pinterest also has paid advertising too. So you can promote pins. If you have a pin that's doing well organically and it's sending a lot of traffic to your site, that's probably a great one that you would want to uh, utilize when you want to promote a pin. Use what's working. Take your organic traffic and just kick it up with paid ads when you're ready. And of course, yeah, like Facebook ads, Instagram ads, that's a great way too to generate traffic to your um, to your offers and to your opt-ins. But like I say, not everyone has a budget right from the get-go and that's okay. You don't have to use paid advertising. Another really great free organic way to drive traffic to your offers. And this is why your niche is really important is go to Facebook groups, go and search different groups that are related specifically to the niche that your lead magnet is about. You're going to find people who are interested in that specific niche that have all these groups, go into those groups and share your link there, share your offer, let people know what you do. And you're, it's so great because you're tapping right into a targeted niche audience and it's all for free. I love it. That's why you're a content monetization strategist. That's awesome. That's why I wanted to ask as far as I would have never even imagined Pinterest as like something as far as what I do with like self-help and promotional things. I would have never even guessed. Oh my gosh. Self-help is huge on Pinterest. Huge, huge, huge. I used to run, uh, it was a mental health blog and it got so much traffic all for free from Pinterest. Um, it's, it's massive. Yeah. Like get your brand on Pinterest. Highly recommend. Oh, wow. Yeah. So yeah, I learned something extremely new and the Facebook group thing, you know, it's one of those things that you think if, that you just forget about. It's really, it's one of those free traffics that you, like you said, you just can tap right into that and you know, that's genius. So um, that's really good ideas right off the top. I will tell you, I have a website for one of my finance books that I was writing blogs for. And we were just kind of going through different things the other day. And I haven't wrote a blog for it in like two years. And we looked and there were 1,250 email signups on that nice. website, just from the blogging of actual, just pure content blogging. And I was like, oh my gosh, what am I doing here? I just left <laughs> it alone for like two years. I'm like, I got to get back on this and, and start doing that again. So it's amazing what having that good content out there. And so knowing that you had the experience with blogs and whatnot, is that your one of your favorite ways? Is, is blogging one of your favorite ways to get out there and get noticed? Yeah, like paired with uh, SEO, as long as you're blogging with great search engine optimization, uh, like foundations in mind. So you're not just writing for the sake right. of writing or just writing about your thoughts. You know, you're very being very specific that you're targeting certain keywords and you're really answering the search intent of what people are searching on Google with your content then you're really writing your blogging with intention. And that's really important. So you can write about anything and you can write sure. however you want to your own personality, but yes, you should definitely be writing with SEO in mind and knowing that you, you have, um, you know, the right keywords that you're writing about and you're filling out your meta descriptions, really just things like that. That's going to help your blog post rank on search engines because you can jump into Pinterest and start doing that right away. And you can focus on growing traffic while your actual uh, SEO is taking time to kick in, taking time for Google to notice and start ranking you. So it's nice to use things like Pinterest or Facebook groups because that's just like quick. You don't have to wait to, 
to get traffic from that. But at the same time, you want to make sure that all of the blog posts that you are writing, you've been writing it with great search engine uh, optimization in mind. And then, yeah, really from there, the next step is when you're writing about your blog posts, making sure that you're also always thinking about monetization. So you're recommending great products. You're including links to your digital products. You're letting people know how they can work from with you or buy from you. That's really important. And that kind of like brings it all together. Sure. Are you doing a lot of affiliate marketing when you do that? Or is that how you suggest for people to do sign up and become an affiliate and start working that way? Because I think so many of the people that I talk to don't understand affiliate marketing and they don't do anything with it. And I keep telling them they're missing the boat as far as that goes, as, as far as just there's so many different ways you can affiliate market and how intentional you can be with it. Is yeah. that, I mean, what's your experience with that? Obviously, you know what you're doing when it comes to affiliate marketing, but. You're so right on the ball with that. Like, absolutely. So affiliate marketing is how I earn 80% of my income and it's all passive. So it's just, I created a blog post a couple of years ago. I recommended an affiliate product. I put the link in there and people are still buying years later from that one blog post. And that adds up over time. So I highly recommend when you're monetizing your blog, you're monetizing it to start with affiliate links, because that's just something that's just it helps people, it shows them great products and it helps you, it helps the brand. It's really just a win-win for everyone. Let's actually, talking about products, let's talk a little bit about your products and how they can get a hold of them. Sure. So um, as we mentioned, I do have a coaching group that um, that's sort of like the, the big signature offer that I do, but I also have really great entry-level courses and eBooks that you can get into if you're interested in affiliate marketing and blog flipping and really just scaling your business online. And that can all be found at herpaperroot.com slash courses. And yeah, there's just tons of goodies. We have tons of free training there too. So I don't want to like push things you have to buy. I actually offer tons and tons of really great high value stuff that's totally free. Yeah, your website's amazing. I can't believe how much content is on there. So that's a good place to check you out and, and go in and check that. Um, uh, just a couple other questions here. Anna, what do you say to people who say that SEO isn't as important as it once was? What's your, what's your comment to that? <laughs> that's so funny. I would say, okay, like, see ya. <laughs> I'll just be yeah. over here. I'll be over here killing it on uh, the search engines while you're down there. Yeah, because I can't remember. I can't remember who I heard say it. And they said that, um, oh, they don't, they're not concerned with SEO anymore or keywords. And I was like, really? I was oh my like, gosh. oh, yeah. So I just, I just wanted to know your comment on that and, and see where, where you stood. Um, yeah, I would, you know, we always see, we hear things we see as it's like SEO is dead. It's all about when then they'll sell whatever they're selling, but as a base, like if you're trying to grow your site online, your business, your sales pages, whatever it is that you're trying to do, SEO is really important. And it, I think it always will be because there's so many people out here in the world yep. and they all use search engines when they need to find something. And if you're not showing up on the first page then they're not ever going to see your stuff. So I would definitely say, um, ignore anyone that's saying, don't focus on SEO. It sounds to me like they're trying, they're your competition and they're trying to outrank you by telling you bad advice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, what, what advice would you give to uh, anybody trying to get into business right now? I would say totally just go for it. 
it's so easy to get in our own way and come up with a ton of ideas why we shouldn't or we can't or we're not good enough or not qualified enough. And you really just have to ignore that voice and focus on what it is that you want to do and just do it anyway. And I mean, that voice can be in our heads. That voice can be our well-meaning family who doesn't necessarily understand or believe in our ideas. You just have to go and do it anyway, because honestly, they're going to ask you why you do it now, but a year from now, they're just going to be asking how you did it. So just focus on what you want to do. Don't let anything stop you. And there's so many amazing resources online. You can find the answers that you're looking for. You can get the support. You can find an amazing coach that can help you and encourage you to stay on the right track. You know, you don't have to do it on your own. So that's all I'd say. Just go for it. Yeah, I love that because it's so true. Now you have no excuse. I mean, there's so much free content out there. Your website, I mean, there's so many places that you can go and you can dig in and you can learn about so many great things. So I greatly appreciate that advice. And I have really, really appreciated talking to you today, Chelsea. There's so much to learn from you. I learned from it. And, you know, so I'm guilty of learning from it myself, obviously. So thank you so much for being on the show today. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's an absolute honor. And it's been just a lot of fun to get to chat about this kind of stuff and nerd out. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I, I love it. And I look forward to talking to you more in the future. And uh, like I said, thank you so much for being on the show. And we appreciate everybody coming and watching us today. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs>